Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. This is BRNAM for Monday, January 29th, 2024. And our top story today from Super Bowl champion to successful entrepreneur. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Obafemi Ayambadejo is a CEO and founder of Health Real Inc. He's also a Super Bowl champion with the Baltimore Ravens in 2000. Femi, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Hey, no problem, Jeff. Happy I could be uh, on the call with you and, and, and chat and rap a little bit. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, what I want to do, I want to talk about one of your ventures, Health Real, in the second segment. But what I'm really interested in learning about is your transition from being a successful NFL player to launching what I would call your second career. Can you tell us what that was like and and how you went about some of the steps you went about to get there? Yeah, I, um, I've always been a, a pretty good student and always took my schoolwork pretty seriously. And uh, I grew up in a very learned environment. You know, my, my stepdad is a PhD. Uh, my, my dad worked for the Nigerian government, has a master's degree. My mom was a teacher. She has a master's degree. I grew up on the UC Santa Cruz campus while my dad was doing his, uh, his doctorate program there. And uh, if I didn't get B's or higher, you know, I wasn't allowed to play sports. And so that, that rule applied to me, my brother, and my sister. And so when I retired, um, I jumped headfirst into human performance. I became a certified nutritionist, personal trainer, owned my own training facility in La Jolla back in San Diego. I went to San Diego State. And as uh, I evolved in that box, so to speak, I realized that box was kind of cramping me in. And what I mean by that is around 2010, 2011, 2009 was the rise of wearable devices and technology started to permeate the fitness space. And I got excited about that. I've always been an analytics and an analytics and data guy. And when I started to see that metrics around my human performance, biometric data was telling me something about my performance and my health, I was all in. And I met my kid's mother while I was playing for the Ravens. We never got married, but, um, we're great friends. We, we, we've been co-parenting now for 20 years. Um, and I decided that I need to do two things to feel complete. One, I needed to be around my kids as much as possible. Two, I need to go back to grad school. And um, in 2014, I sold my fitness business. I enrolled at Johns Hopkins where I completed my MBA with an emphasis in digital health. Um, and I got to see my kids every day and coach flag football and soccer and be at PTA meetings and do all that stuff. And um, that put me on this kind of learned path. And from there, I started uh, picking up things like AI and machine learning through some of the professors here at Hopkins. And that was the beginning of my entre uh, entrepreneurial path starting in 2010. And I'm still still blazing it now. Yeah. And, and I, I appreciate you describing that um, for the for, you know, I'm not saying that yours is a traditional path, but uh, certainly not. I mean, we're all unique. We're all individuals. But as players, the, the, the league, the average player plays, what, a couple of years in the league? Um, and the, does the league do a good job in, in kind of preparing you? I mean, obviously, you have to be an individual. You have to take ownership of what you're going to do. But are these the types of things that they, they talk about in, you know, beyond the team meetings? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you have to be your own best advocate, first of all, right? Like, you have to know your own needs. You have to know your own shortcomings and you have to be honest with yourself. And you asked me this question about transition. Transition can be hard, especially if everything you've ever done is in that football bag, in that football basket, 
right? That's all you've associated with. Everything about who you are is tied to that. That's problematic. And I don't think anybody grows up trying to be one dimensional, but ultimately we get put in that box because people have expectations of us. They tell us how great we are. Almost everything that we do is rooted in preparing and prepping for football season. And I think um, it's a it's a slippery slope and it's in the in the this the kind of the the incline or the arc of that slope is different for everybody. I was always pretty, you know, rooted two feet on the ground. Um, I've I've had to work really, really, really hard for everything I've got. I wasn't a first round pick. I wasn't even drafted. I went to junior college. You know what I mean? Like you you name the hardest path, I took it. So I was already I was always pretty resilient and just the things that I've been through in life made me strong, right? So the transition in comparison to other things that I've done that are difficult, it was still hard, but it wasn't as hard as it, as it probably was for some. And so I think that for me, you know, over time, uh, I never wanted to be limited by the past or by anyone's expectation. It was always about me kind of um, thinking forward, being self-aware and understanding that I'm still pretty young. There's a lot of things that I still need to do. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if I answered your question just now, but I remembered that uh, you did ask me about the transition. I want to focus in on that a little bit. Hopefully I, I, I touched on, on what you asked me. Did, no, did I get did, it? You did a great job. And I want to ask you before we go to a commercial break, uh, that resiliency that you talked about, uh, the learning skills that you picked up as a young man, as an adolescent, but also through college, through junior college, that resiliency really comports over, ports over really well to being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. I think that there, I have a whole methodology and rubric on human performance, personal and professional. And I, and when I do uh, keynote speaking or when I present my methodology to, to, to industry or even to students, I always start with the end and the five character traits that every self-aware self-actualized person has is authenticity, positivity, character, humility, and grace. If you can learn and master those five things, and once again, I shoot for perfection to do those things every day, knowing I never will, but that's okay. It's the attempt at it and the awareness of it that holds me accountable, right? So those five traits permeate everything. They're agnostic concepts. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. It doesn't matter how old you are. I always start there, and then I reverse engineer everything. And what is that? When you, when you bring that together, that is resilience. That's what builds resilience, right? So- I can I can talk and wax poetic about this forever, Jeff. So I'll, yeah, I'll no, there. it's 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 great. And what I want to do, I want to take a very quick uh, commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Femi about one of his ventures, Health Real. We're going to talk about AI and body composition. You're going to want to stay tuned right here, BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? 
especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Femi, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Yeah, no problem. What's on your mind, Jeffrey? I know, I know I we're going to get into some fitness stuff. So Yeah, I, so I want to Let's, let's jump in the deep end. Let's do it. Let's, talk, let's jump into the deep end. Let's talk about applying artificial intelligence to body composition. I want to talk about your one of your ventures, because you have several, uh, HealthReal. Tell us about HealthReal and how you apply AI to figuring out how jacked I am. Yeah, exactly. You're super jacked. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have heard of BMI, right? Body mass index. The issue with body mass index, especially for athletes, is we hate it because the bigger we are, the higher we score on it, right? People that are little have a, an advantage. But the truth of the matter is fitness is more tied to how much body fat you carry, right? And body fat, um, everyone has a target body fat percentage, which is which then from there you can extrapolate a healthy body weight. Um, and the issue was 10, 15 years ago, um, that it was really hard to get accurate body fat percentages for people. You know, you'd have to do what's called the DEXA scan. They have bod pods, they have skin caliper testing, but a lot of these things are the accuracy is not good. The efficacy of large studies, depending on who's doing the study and how they did the measurements can, you know, it can corrupt different things. And so I came onto campus at Hopkins and I didn't know I was going to end up building a diagnostic tool. Um, and, and that diagnostic tool was going to end up leading to fitness guidance, recovery, you know, uh, lean mass, nutrition, macronutrient splits, caloric intake, caloric deficit information, which is the key to weight loss. I didn't realize I was going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, and what, what really led to that was I got introduced to uh, NASA Goddard Space Flight Center. And most Americans don't know that NASA has their hands in quite a few things, not just uh, space. Um, they actually create hardware and software that they don't use. And they put that into um, a virtual portfolio and they call it technology transfer. And American citizens can license technologies from NASA, Army Research Lab, there's all kinds of labs throughout the country. Um, I got introduced to NASA's tech transfer through one of my professors uh, at Hopkins at the business school. And when I acquired that, um, that algorithm, one of the things that it did was predict body fat. And so I was blown away by that because I know how difficult of a metric that is to, to gather and how pricey it can be and how inaccurate it can be. So I got together with a bunch of engineers um, and we took um, an artificial intelligence approach, uh, computer vision and neural networks, where we basically take a video, you upload it on your phone. That video was analyzed by our AI. And, um, you know, your body shape and how you carry body fat is, is, is as unique as your fingerprint. And so, you know, we had thousands of people come to a lab. We had thousands of people download the app when it was when it was in beta from the app store. 
and we just chipped away at the accuracy. And I think what blew people away is that in about two or three minutes, you can get a pretty high level comprehensive health report, 20 data points, all based on you. And you can do it anywhere. Do it from your home by yourself. You know, no one poking and prodding you. Uh, you don't have to worry about being ashamed or embarrassed. I mean, even athletes in great shape like myself, I don't want to be stripped down and poked and prodded. I know it comes with the territory, but I built something for the mainstream. You know, we have a huge um, obesity and, um, uh, you know, fitness uh, issue in the U.S. You know, um, 80 percent of Americans are overweight or obese. Um, and I think uh, attacking that starts with data. And then once you got the data, then you can start building programming around individuals and their likes and dislikes in regard to exercise and food. Um, and so that's what kind of prompted, um, or I guess you could say kind of a turbocharged uh, my passion around AI was the idea of building something that anybody could use at a low cost on their phone. Now, the next question you might ask me is, it, can I buy it now? No, you can't buy it now. I've taken it in and out of the app store numerous times. Right now, what I'm building is actually, have you used OpenAI's ChatGPT yet? Have you, have you used that? You've used ChatGPT, right? Well, ChatGPT can be groomed in many different ways uh, through their, uh, what they have, they have an API that uh, entrepreneurs, actually anybody can, can, can purchase. And we basically created, or we're creating what's called Health G, and Health G stands for Health GPT. It's a combination of ChatGPT and Health Real in one, and that gets me super excited. I'm one of those people that I don't sit around long enough to enjoy an iteration of a project. I always want to make it better and build it, which can be a problem because at the end of the day, you're trying to build things that generate revenue, right? Uh, but what I want is a seamless experience for people. And as we continue to evolve in this you know, tech world that we're living in, access is easier, costs are easier, and people are more creative than ever. Yeah, and, and just to follow up on that, um, you know, obviously there are, you, you touched on this, there's chronic disease, obesity, uh, heart disease, all these horrific uh, diseases that people are getting. Uh, getting those data points, you can hand that report to a doctor. And that doctor you can hand that report to your personal trainer, you can hand it to a doctor. The, the issue with doctors, a lot of them um, are too stubborn and uninformed to actually understand. Like, God bless doctors, we need them, but they're treating a sickness. I'm trying to help you not go see a doctor. Preventative medicine and caring for chronic illness or sickness or, or an issue, those are two different things now. You know what I mean? We are in the world of prevention, preventative care, preventative and proactive uh, action, right? I'm trying to hope that I'm – my hope for you is you don't have to see a doctor. And if you do, it's just for an annual checkup. Doctors in general, from what I've seen, and obviously I'm, I'm around amazing doctors here at Hopkins, um, uh, and, and, the, and many are, are great. But unfortunately, I think some are feeling a little bit of scope creep by people like me, people who are avid enthusiasts around fitness. Now, I'm more than that. I'm actually a practitioner myself. You know, I'm, I, I call myself a, a, a human performance expert and I have, the, I have the credentials, but I've been living it for over 30 years, too. And there's something to be said for, you know, having a seat at a table where you've been the consumer, you've been the athlete. You've been the practitioner, you've been the technologist, and you've been the entrepreneur. I can say all five things. Most can't say that. Um, and so I have a little bit of a different view of how we treat sickness. And at the end of the day, what I'm really focused on is functional medicine, root cause issues, and preventative care. I don't want you to get sick. I want you to go see a doctor annually to make sure that everything is, is good, get the, get the, kick the tires, and just make sure that there's nothing serious going on. Other than that, you know, 
what I'm building is for the layman and for anyone that wants to take their own health and longevity into their hands. That's what I build stuff for. Yeah, and, and, and absolutely. And that's actually what's going to help. That preventative care is actually going to help drive down those healthcare costs. Exactly. The chronic, chronic care issues and, and obesity, type 2 diabetes. The truth of the matter is the things that cause those problems are all the same thing. It's sedentariness, poor diets, misinformation, um, uh, and probably um, in some issues, in some cases, it's mental health because yeah. depression, anxiety, and stress lead to obesity. Obesity leads to depression, anxiety, and stress. Yeah. Well, you know, chicken or the egg issue. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this this is, I think, I, I think most people agree with you that it's the preventative stuff that's going to help bring down healthcare costs and helps ultimately lead towards greater mortality, so living longer and also living a better quality of life. Femi, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to catch up with you. Great to see you. Thanks for sharing your story. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks, Jeff. Go Ravens. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, Drop us a line and don't forget for all the latest curated news on lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special guest. Great topic, of course. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.